new episode of the NACF podcast, our first podcast episode of 2020. Thank you for joining us. This year, our theme is finding your purpose, one of our core principles here at New Antioch Christian Fellowship. And on this episode, Pastor Nida M. Parson speaks about the born identity, the search for who you are, connecting purpose. Coming up. Now that you are born again, you also have a born identity. And we are in pursuit this year of who we really are. We want to discover who we were born to be, and especially who we were born again to be. There's a reason you've been born again. Who was I born again to be? Because see, when sin hit the flesh, it sent us into a spiritual amnesia. 19, 11 through 15, just to set a little backdrop for where we're going to be for the next quarter. In 2018, we spent all year talking about meet Jesus. 2019, we spent all year talking about change your life. And this year, we're going to be talking all year about find your purpose. Because here at New Antioch, you can meet Jesus. Anybody met Jesus here? You can change your life. Anybody change their life here? I was 75 bigger, 75 pounds bigger when I came to New Antioch than I am right now. Change your life. And find your purpose. Anybody, anybody found their purpose here? That's all. We got some work to do there. Let me try it again. Has anybody found their purpose since they've been here? All right, but we still have some work to do. And so this year we're going to talk about purpose, and this is we're going to do our backdrop today, and then we'll tell you where we're going for the rest of this quarter. Genesis chapter 1, verse 27 is for you there on the screen in the New International Version. Let's read together. So God created mankind in his own image. In the image of God, he created them. Male and female, he created them. Jeremiah 1 and 5. Before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. Before you were born, I set you apart. I appointed you as a prophet to the nations. And then Acts 19, verses 11 through 15. God did extraordinary miracles through Paul so that even handkerchiefs and aprons that had touched him were taken to the sick and their illnesses were cured and the evil spirits left them. Some Jews who went around driving out evil spirits tried to invoke the name of the Lord Jesus over those who were demon-possessed. They would say, in the name of Jesus, I'm sorry, let's do that again. In the name of the Jesus whom Paul preaches, I command you to come out. Seven sons of Sceva, a Jewish chief priest, were doing this. One day the evil spirit answered them, Jesus I know, and Paul I know about, but who are you? Who are you? Who are you? Our topic this morning and our theme for the first quarter of this year is born identity, the search for who you are. You may have your seats. Born identity, the search for who you are. 
In 2002, this series started about the born identity, and the movie came out, The Born Identity, and it was spelled B-O-U-R-N-E, identity. And the born identity was a story of a man who is a trained assassin for the CIA, but he ends up shot and floating in the sea and is rescued later. And when he's rescued or when he's saved, he has amnesia. He's saved, but he doesn't remember who he is. Early in the film, you hear him saying stuff like, I don't know who I am. You hear him plead with people, tell me who I am. And he found out he had some skills. He had some gifts. He had some abilities. He said, I can do all of this stuff, but I don't know who I am. So I've been through some things that left me for dead. Somebody saved me, but I don't know who I am. That's, that sounds familiar, Reverend BJ. It sounds, what does that sound like? I was sinking deep in sin. Far from the peaceful shore. Very deeply stained within. Sinking to rise no more. But the master of the sea heard my despairing cry. And from the waters lifted me. Now safe or saved am I. And he's... He doesn't know who he is, but he's 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 saved. Yeah. He saved him. But I don't know who I am. So in the movie, he begins to discover now that he knows all this stuff and he's discovered he knows how to fight. How many of y'all seen the born identity? Okay, good. He discovers that he knows how to fight. He discovers that he knows how to kill. He discovers how he knows how to discern danger. He discovers that he knows how to read people. In other words, he has all these superior abilities. There's so much in him. I know all this stuff, but I don't know why I know because I don't know who I am. That sounds familiar too. Because all of us in here have these superior abilities. We all have been given gifts. Um, Some of you can sing. Some of you can play. Some of you are good with children. Some of you can sew. Some of you can cook. Some of you just can retain information well. Some of you can dance. Some of you are athletic. Some of you can just talk. Some of you can write. Some of you are just excellent with people. Some of you can pick up what's going on with people. Some of you pray well. Some of you serve well. Some of you administrate. Some of you organize. And for me, I've always been able to understand the word of God. Since I was a little kid, I understood the word of God. I had a better understanding of God's word than adults did when I was a little kid. I don't know why I had all that. And and all of us have little things that we know that we can do. We can just do stuff, but we don't know why we know what we know or why we can do what we can do because we don't know who we are. So he leaves the boat that saved him. And now he's out in the world alone 
with all of this ability but nothing to do with it. He's just lost. And this whole movie centers around his search for who he is. Because until I know who I am, all this stuff I can do and all this stuff that I know has no purpose. So this year's focus is about finding your purpose. As I said, at New A, you can meet Jesus, change your life, and find your purpose. So the first quarter, we're going to focus on who we really are. Because until you know who and what you were originally designed to be, all of your gifts and talents have no purpose. You are saved and you're released into the world, but you're lost because you don't know who you are. So in the movie, what we find is what's in him keeps slipping out. Little by little, that real man that he ends begins to show up all through the movie. And his new skills, new talents, it begins to show up. It's starting to slip out. And for us, as we grow in God, our true self, our original design is going to keep slipping out. Yeah. Some of you are already there. You keep just saying stuff. Yeah. You're just saying stuff. Yeah. <laughs> And see, and as a woman of God, oh, why in the world I say that? Because, girl, if I wasn't an intercessor, oh, wait wait a minute. What did I just? And you start saying stuff like the devil. Wait a minute. I used to say. All of a sudden now I'm saying stuff like the devil. Really. It it, it starts to to slip out. (laughs) It's around as day. I remember that first time that you accidentally said the minister. (laughs) I thought she was going to pass out. She didn't know how that slipped out of her mouth. You say something, you find yourself attracted to stuff. You find yourself doing stuff. You find that now you don't fit in where you used to fit in. And then people start calling you what they see in you. They probably started calling me pastor 10 years before I started pastoring. They saw it in me before I saw it in myself. People start calling you man of God. They start calling you preacher. They start calling you evangelist. They start calling you prayer warrior. You don't even know why the people start calling you what they see in you. But because you don't know who you are. Then you start using your gifts in ways that they were not intended to be used. Since you really don't know who you are, but you got all these superior gifts. Now you're starting to use what you know in ways that were not intended for you to use. That's why there can be such a thin line between a pimp and a pastor. That's why it sometimes there's a thin line between an evangelist and a con man. Well, <laughs> I say all a good con man is an, is an evangelist that <laughs> that don't know who he is. Uh, that's why there's a thin line between a prophet and a psychic. That's why there can be such a thin line between a youth leader and a pedophile. Sometimes it's a thin line between a showgirl and a worship leader. (laughs) Because when you don't know who you are, you start using your gifts in ways that they weren't intended to be used. 
And so originally he found something that told him his name. His name was Jason Bourne, B-O-U-R-N-E, Jason Bourne. But now he has to slowly discover who that really is. So they call the movie The Bourne Identity. So I say to you today, now that you are B-O-R-N again, now that you are born again, you also have a born identity. And we are in pursuit this year of who we really are. We want to discover who we were born to be, and especially who we were born again to be. There's a reason you've been born again. Who was I born again to be? Because see, when sin hit the flesh, it sent us into a spiritual amnesia. And although we've been saved, we now have to rediscover who we are. We have to discover our born identity, our original design. Yes. And so in the movie, people are now out to get him because of who he is. But he doesn't know why everybody's out to get him because he doesn't remember who he is. So he thought he could just walk away without knowing all of this about who he was. But his presence was a threat. And those people that were threatened by him wouldn't stop trying to destroy him because of who he was. They knew who he was. They were threatened by who he was. He ain't trying to kill him. He don't know why you're trying to kill me because I don't know who I am. So he can't just walk away. He can't just live his life because of who he is. So you may not know who you are, but your very presence is a threat to the enemy. He wasn't doing anything that he was designed to do, but he still had to fight. And some of you aren't doing anything that you were designed to do and you don't understand why you still have to fight. You don't know why you had to go through what you went through. You don't know why the enemy has it out for you. You don't know why you're always under attack. And you don't know why that when even when you walk away from God, when you disobey God, when you're not walking in your purpose, you still have to fight. You're not even trying to serve God. You're not even trying to fulfill your calling. So why do you still have to fight? You have to fight because you have a born identity and there was someone you were born to be and something you were born to do and great things you were born to have if you would just embrace and grasp your true identity so I got a revelation a while back I shared with you guys before God is really not trying to change me He doesn't want to change me. He wants to change me back. Because there is the Naida that he created, that he predestined, that he saw, that he called, that he designed, and that he crafted, and he put in me everything I needed. And he created it in me, and it's still in me. It's still me. That person that I was born is still me. That's who I really am. But then life and the demons that attack me and my own sin and my own bad decisions and the things that happened to me it deformed me and it changed me and it messed me up and it broke things in me and it took from me and then Jesus came into my life to change all that not to change me but to change me back to who I was originally designed to be not to change me but to change me back into my original form and my original purpose why because he created me to be in relationship with him my original design was created for me to be in relationship with him but then when sin happened to me when sin happened to us when sin happened to us it changed us and the way we are right 
now is not conducive to being in a relationship with him. Because being a Christian is not an event or an experience. It's a relationship and a lifestyle. We are building a relationship and we're living a lifestyle. This is the whole point of Jesus coming down here in the first place. We were created to have relationship with God. We were good just the way we were. We were made perfectly in the garden, in the image, and in the likeness of God. Then the devil's temptation and our own decision to sin changed us into these evil, nasty people that were not fit to have a relationship with God. It changed us into a people who are very different in our lifestyle than what God had originally designed. So Jesus was sent not to change us, but to change us back. Watch this. Let me explain it this way. Romans 8.29 says, For those who God foreknew, he also predestined to be conformed to the image of his son. Now notice in Genesis, the scripture I read, says that we were created in God's image. And then a whole bunch of stuff happens. And then when we get to the book of Romans, it says we were predestined to conform to Jesus' image. But now Jesus said, if you've seen me, you've seen the Father. It's the same image. And so we're not just being transformed. We're being transformed back to that original image. God knew who would be saved. So he predestined you to be in the image of Jesus, which is really the image that we were in the beginning. Because we were beginning, in the beginning, we were created in his image. So now if we are conformed to his image, we're just changing back to who we originally were. So Jesus came to change us back to who God always said we were. So we're changing to be conformed to look, act, and act, look like, and act like, and be like Jesus. So now we can be back fit for a relationship with God. So now we know who we are. We're going to chase it down for the next three months, but we know who we are. Here it go. Want to hear it? Here it go. We are beings who have been created on purpose and for a purpose, which is primarily to be in relationship with God. That's one purpose. And then to get other people to be in relationship with God by using your unique gifts and talents that were created in you through his original design. That's who we are. Uh We're beings who have been created on purpose and for a purpose, which is to be primarily in relationship with God and then get other people in relationship with God by using our unique gifts and talents created in us through his original design. One more time so you can leave here knowing who you are. You are a being who was created on purpose and for a purpose, which is primarily to be in relationship with God and then to get other people to be in relationship with God, drag them into purpose. How am I going to do that? By using those unique gifts and talents that were created in me with my original design. That is our born identity. This is who God says we are. Now this generation, this generation doesn't like to identify themselves. They don't like to identify themselves in gender, race. I just am who I am. I'm fluid. (laughs) Because definitions are confining. 
And, and yes, I said it, this is a confused generation. They're confused and they like it. You know why you like confusion? Because it caters to the flesh. Because if you don't define me, then my flesh gets to do anything my flesh wants to do whenever it wants to do it. And so the flesh loves the idea that I am beyond definition. Because too defined by definition is finite. Look at the word define. Too defined is by definition finite. It puts limitations on you. And let me demonstrate this with this refrigerator and this microwave. Because I'm so glad you were so into the word that you forgot that, that on the stage instead of the pulpit is this refrigerator and this microwave. It, they can do the same thing that a pulpit can do. But that's not his purpose. It's sitting up here now doing exactly the same thing that my pulpit does. Doing it just fine. But that's not his purpose. And I want you to get an idea. I want you to see this. Because this is you. Some of us are just like this, doing what someone else can do instead of doing what you're designed to do. And that's okay, it works. But what a waste. What a waste of all the ability that's in the microwave and refrigerator to use it to do what a pulpit can do. Yeah. So I could say to this microwave, I'm stuck drinking cold tea and eating cold food because you want to be what you can be instead of what you are. I could say to this refrigerator, now I got to eat wasted and spoiled food to drink room temperature soda because you sitting up here this Sunday morning, this Sunday afternoon being what you can be instead of what you are. Look at him. I could say to you dying of an illness that I could be healed from because you want to be the occasional volunteer that you can be instead of the healer or the intercessor that you are. can say to some of you, I'm about to be permanently damaged by an addiction that I could be delivered from because you want to be the AV help Uh that you can be Uh instead of the Christian counselor or the deliverance minister that you are. I can say to some of you, I'm I'm on my way to hell instead of on my way to heaven because you want to be the dancer Uh that you can be. Yeah, can be. Instead of the evangelist that you are. And I'm going to go through some of these ministries and kick y'all off some of this stuff that y'all doing because you can. Appreciate it. Enjoyed you. 
But that's not who you are. Yeah. Uh-huh, I'm coming after you. I'm coming after you, Lamia. I know you enjoy it, but that's not who you are. Don't look at you because I'm looking around this room. Somebody can say, I'm about to commit suicide instead of being filled with hope because you want to be the safety volunteer you can be. Instead of the preacher and the encourager that you are. Somebody is saying, I might never meet Jesus. I may never change my life. I may never find my purpose. All because New Antioch and Aliante is filled with a bunch of folk who are being what they can be instead of who they are. You're a bunch of microwaves and refrigerators posing as a pulpit. And it is just as ridiculous. I play all those instruments. The drums was my first instrument. I play the drums, I play the piano, and I play at the bass. I can play everything, but how dumb would it be for me to still be sitting up here at this age trying to be a minister of music with all this word and pastoring and all that? If that was my call, it'd be different. Just because I can. I tell my time, I don't have to pay this much for a drummer. I just need somebody that can hold it in the pocket. I can hold it in the pocket. Yeah. That's drummer talk, yeah. <laughs> but how ridiculous is that? <laughs> it will be like using a microwave and a refrigerator yeah. for a pulpit. Yeah. And some of you are the opposite. You're really the pulpit yeah. trying to be a microwave and a refrigerator. So it's just like God told Jeremiah, let me hurry up. Before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. Before you were born, I set you apart. I appointed you. Before you were born, you have a born identity. There was something I created you to be. I need you to find out what that is this year in 2020 if you don't know. Because until you find out, you're going to fight. Until you find out, you're going to (laughs) struggle. You're not going to stop struggling until you become who you are. I used to run a gang prevention group. And one of the concepts that I taught the boys in the group was called self-identity. And I taught them this, this little sentence. When you know who you are, you don't have to struggle. Yeah. When you know who you are, you don't have to struggle. So you said, should I steal this car? Oh, this car is nice. I'm struggling. I don't want to go back to juvie, but I really want to steal this car. But when you know you're not a thief, you don't have that struggle. I said, should I get this gun? They give me this gun. and I like this gun. I, 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 I want this gun. Should I do it? Should I not? Should I do it? Should I not? But you know what? I never struggle about that because I'm not a killer. That's not who I am. I ain't going to kill nobody. I know some of y'all like them guns, and, and I have arguments with y'all about them guns all the time, but there ain't no need of me ever having a gun. I'm not a killer. Yeah. I'm not going to kill anybody. Well, you going to just let them kill you? Yeah. <laughs> I will let them 
kill me rather than kill somebody. I'm not a killer. The worst they can do to me is send me to heaven. The worst I can do to them is send them to hell. I don't struggle with that. Should I ditch this class? I'm not a dummy. I'm not an idiot. So no, I don't ditch class. I know who I am. Should I cuss you out? No, I'm not going to cuss you out. I'm a woman of God. I speak blessing. It's not a struggle for me. Ooh, I want to say it so bad. Ooh, I want to say it so bad. I don't struggle because I know who I am. Do I want to get high? Why would I want to get high? I'm high on Jesus every day. I'm filled with the Holy Ghost. Anybody filled with the Holy Ghost has absolutely no need to, to get high. I, I know who I am. You, should I have sex with somebody? What that? It's a, I, I'm not an adulteress. I don't do adultery. That's not what I do. That's not a struggle for me because I know who I am. When you know who you are, you don't have to struggle. And it goes the opposite too. Should I go on this fast? Of course I'm going to fast. I don't have to struggle. Oh, Lord, should I fast? Oh, this three-day fast. The people go, I don't know. I I don't know if I, of course I'm going on a fast. I'm the woman of God. This is what I do. I don't have to struggle with that. Should I get up and pray? Of course I get up and pray. What do you mean? This is who I am. Should I preach the gospel? Give me the microphone. Let me preach. All you preachers say, oh, I don't want to speak. Who get in front of all them people? Oh, I'm not so sure I can do that. I'm so nervous. It's not a struggle. When you know who you are, I'm a preacher. This is where we find the seven sons of Sceva. They don't know who they are. And they run into Paul. And Paul Paul, uh, found out who he was. He was doing something else. He was out being a refrigerator until God slapped him down. (laughs) Blind him, gave his sight back. Paul, okay, I know who I am now. We're good. So now God is using him greatly that handkerchiefs and aprons that touch him, they took him to the sick and people were being healed and cured because Paul finally knew who he was and he's operating who he was. But then some people looking at Paul and they trying to do what he do. They trying to be a pulpit when they in microwave. <laughs> And they said, okay, we're going to invoke the name of Jesus. We're going to do that. We're going to try to do what Paul is doing. And they would say, in the name of the Jesus. Because <laughs> they didn't know that that name had been elevated above every other name. And so they knew probably all the Jesus is out there. You know, you're the Jesus, the one that Paul preached. I command you to come out. See, they were trying to be who they could be. But were not. And so the Bible says that these seven sons of Sceva, they were doing this one day, and one day them demons got tired of them. <laughs> and like, and I love, I love how the Bible does stuff. I like how the Bible's out here like this, Darian. <laughs> they said, now Jesus, I know. So they run around and say, in the, in the name of the Jesus whom Paul preaches, then I, I cast you out. And, and they say, okay, um, Jesus, I know. <laughs> they say, and Paul, I know about. <laughs> I done heard about Paul. Yeah. <laughs> but that Jesus, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, know. I know him. <laughs> I, I, I like that. Not that Jesus. They didn't say the Jesus that you talking about. He said, Jesus. <laughs> I, know. I know him. Yeah. See, if somebody ever beat your butt real good, <laughs> oh, oh, you, oh, you know them. <laughs> and say, yeah, I know him. When we got kicked out of heaven, he, he done beat us several times. I, I know him. Jesus, I know. Yeah. And this Paul guy I know about, but who are you? Who are you? 
trying to roll up in here like you got some. You ain't got no power. <laughs> Who are you? See, their problem was not what they were doing. They were doing what they could do. Their problem was their identity. It wasn't who they were. Yeah. There's no problem with this stuff. H holding up my, my, my iPad right now. The problem is that that's not who it is. That's not what this is. Yeah. The problem was their identity. And y'all out here like a refrigerator and a microwave, fronting like a pulpit. Mm. Those demons beat them up, them up because they didn't know who they were. Yeah. So I know Jesus. I know about Paul, but who are you? Yeah. Why are you trying to cast me out? Yeah. What does this have to do with who you are? Yeah. Sometimes we need to ask ourselves, what does this have to do with who I am? Yeah. Yeah. Even if it's good stuff, this is good stuff. Yeah. But what does it have to do? Yeah. But who they are? Right. Who are you? Mm -hmm. What is your true purpose? Because who you are is connected to why you are. Right. Who you are is connected to why you are. Yeah. And we're going to go through this series so you can find your purpose. Because who you are is directly connected with why you are. Why you are. There's another movie called Star Trek. As you know, I'm a Trekkie. Right. Star Wars is fantasy. Star Trek is real. Yeah. So for 2020... Live long and prosper. Twins really live long. <laughs> so I wanted to. <laughs> I'll deal with you later. Uh, <laughs> in a movie, Star Trek, this probe was sent out to, to gather information, and the probe was called the Voyager. Right. But it hit a meteor or something like that, and the letters were burned off its name. But it continued to function, and it began to learn. And the more it learned, the more it eventually learned how to read. But the only letters that were left were the V and the G-E-R, so it ran around calling itself V'ger. And, and after learning so much in the universe, it's now headed back to Earth. This highly evolved machine came looking for its creator because in all of its learning, it knew that the only one that could tell it why yeah, yeah. it was created created was the one who created it this highly evolved machine had learned everything and it could do everything but it didn't know why it didn't even know its real name tell somebody you don't even know your real name so it came back to earth in search of its creator it came not knowing even who its creator was it came not even knowing its real name it came not knowing its purpose all of this ability acknowledged but no purpose so it started wrecking things and hurting people and tearing stuff up because it needed to know who it was and why it was so you need to ask your creator who you are and why you are so you can stop wasting time so you can stop wrecking stuff so you can stop hurting people so you can stop being lost so you can stop being useless so you can actually start helping people start lifting people start encouraging and healing and transforming using your gifts and talents as you were intended in your born identity because yeah. yeah. only your creator can tell you who you are yeah. only your creator can tell you who your mama can't tell you who you are she just borrowed you. You were just something that came through her body. She can't tell you who you are. Your daddy can't tell you who you are. Only your creator can tell you who you are. 
Because there's something that I'm born to do. Mourn to do. Torn to do. There's something that I'm made to do. Crave to do. Been saved to do. There's something that I'm said to do. Fed to do. Bread to do. Something I'm just led to do. Because I have to. I chose it, but it wasn't my choice. I said it, but it wasn't my voice. I wrote it, but it wasn't my hand. I did it, but it wasn't my plan. It was my destiny. Keeps bugging me, keeps tugging me, keeps mugging me. There's something that I'm meant to do, bent to do, been sent to do. There's something that I need to do, plead to do, bleed to do. There's something I'm inflamed to do, reclaimed to do, insane to do. Some days I'm straight in pain to do because I have to. I worked it, but it wasn't my style. I ran it, but it wasn't my mile. I heard it, but it wasn't my ear. I mourned it, but it it wasn't my tear, it was my destiny. Hallelujah. Keeps bugging me, keeps tugging me, keeps mugging me. There's something I'm designed to do, refined to do, inclined to do, something that I'm set to do, prepped to do, been kept to do. There's something that I'm glad to do, mad to do, sad to do, something that I'm grown to do, shown to do, honed to do, feels like I'm left alone to do. Because I have to. I sang it, but it wasn't my note. I wrote it. I wore it, but it wasn't my coat. I carved it, but it wasn't my art. I loved it, but it wasn't my heart. It was my destiny. Keeps bugging me, keeps tugging me, keeps mugging me. There's something deep inside of me that sighs, that cries in me, that sighs in me. Oh, God. What if it dies in me? It's my destiny. It has to be. It's bugging me. It's tugging me. Sometimes it's straight up mugging me. Oh, yes, it has to be. This destiny. So finally, I can be me. Holy Spirit, help me be me. I found myself saying this in prayer one day because God has told me who I really am. He's shown me why I am, but I need the Holy Spirit to help me just be me. And the Holy Spirit is here today to empower you, to heal you, to transform you back into who you were born to be, to transform you into your born identity. But Holy Spirit, help me be me. I've been so deformed. I've been so off kilter. I've been so distracted. I need you to help me be me. I'm going to sing a little bit of You Know My Name. You know my name. For those of you who are listening on Facebook, in order to be you, you're going to have to accept Jesus Christ so he can begin to change you back to who your born identity is. So pray this prayer with me. Say, Lord Jesus, I believe in you. Come into my heart. Forgive me for everything I've done wrong and change my life. I thank you for saving me, changing me, and showing me who I am. In Jesus' name, amen. If you prayed that prayer, 
You are saved. Thank you for joining us today. We hope you got some insight, some inspiration, and some information on this episode. We'd like to fellowship with you in person. We have two campuses located in the city. We have our central campus located at 610 Bellrose. Our service time is at 9 a.m. on Sunday mornings. Then we have our Aliante campus. That's at 2550 Nature Park Drive, Suite 100. Our service time is at 12.30 p.m. on Sundays. For more information, you can visit newantioch.org or you can visit newantioch-aliante.org for more information on our social media to keep up with us. So we look forward to seeing you next time on the NACF Podcast. May God bless you real good. Thank you.